video. It's the only way to get what you want to watch when Hello, you want to my name is Justin McClure, and I'm here today with Mark Hansen. And you're listening to the Bay Street Video Podcast, where we go not chronologically. We just, that'd <laughs> we be just amazing. Really nilly. Yeah. <laughs> if we went chronologically through all the DVDs and Blu rays. No, yeah, we everything go- we have in the store, we're <laughs> counting it down today. Yeah, you Welcome can bring it up. To the 10 hour Bay Street Video. The computer podcast. system, and we talk about every DVD <laughs> and Blu ray release. What is the first, do you think, DVD that the Bay Street Video uh, store bought? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, they go. We've sold off a lot of the like mm. old rental when yeah. they get replaced. But I know one of the initial one in the line of fire is a very <laughs> early one. Wait, the Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood film? movie? Yeah. yeah. Um, Fifth Element is in there mm. too. Oh, give me that super bit though. Yeah. I need that <laughs> I know, um, I know. high bit rate. And I think I want to say the substitute with Treat Williams. Ooh, yeah. Well, give me the two pack early. with uh, the substitute yeah. two yeah, and sorry, three. We don't have. We don't have that. Really? <laughs> I, I hear a very good audio commentary on that. I know. One. It's a shame. It's a shame. So as far as new releases go, we have. Bad, Black, and Beautiful from 1975, which is a film detective film. Yep. One that I'm not familiar with, but seeing how it's being put out by the film detective, I assume is in the public it's domain. It's very obscure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love the title for this. I love the... Oh, so good. It just, it's one of those... Uh, it's a black exploitation film that I think is definitely on the lower to no budget, mm. obscure... Again, sort of, you know, in public domain. Sort of like, well, yeah, you know, which is great, you know? So they do some... I don't know, with Film Detective, again, we've talked about them before. I They're don't a little know pricey. They do. So this is actually a DVD-only release. Okay. They didn't even do a Blu-ray I this. think they do new but, film scans, because that's yeah. their gimmick. Well, they say they're restored on the package. They're not restored. But they're not. That's <laughs> so like Walmart yeah. being like, um, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah a new yeah, yeah. Uh, Bruce Lee restored <laughs> yeah. version. Ooh, and then you get home, a, and you're like, uh-oh. You can't even watch it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so we also have Brick coming out from Kino. This is one that people have been asking for a lot. This yeah. is Ryan Johnson's film never been out on blu-ray well it was out on blu-ray in canada years ago alliance put it out okay like when they when alliance first started out putting out blu-rays they didn't really do proper Mm blu-rays they would just do an up res of the dvd and it was just like (laughs) call it a day yeah but it's yeah apart from that it's never been out this was actually supposed to come out back in the summer and then kino delayed it but i mean the timing is perfect now i guess with knives out People yeah. got Ryan Johnson fever. Ryan, you have, have Ryan I Johnson love this movie. This movie's yeah. great. This yeah, is... I haven't seen it since theaters, when it, so I haven't returned to it. I don't know. Is I it... don't remember the last time I saw it since I picked it up at Rogers Video. Oh, Give me that two yeah. for 15. That's a, that's a good deal. <laughs> the commentary on this is very good. Ryan Johnson okay. brings in people throughout. Oh, and nice, the film nice. is like, it's, is it, I never, I'm never correct if it's Dashiell Hammett or Raymond Chandler. Raymond Chandler. Yeah, Raymond Chandler. Yeah. And, and it's like the um, kind of rat-a-tat dialogue. Yeah. And you get old George of Gordon Levitt in his most emo phase. I know. I was really in, like in love with him in that period. I don't Is know. Joseph really Gordon Levitt still stuff. around? Because yeah, he did that thing where it's like, it's crowdsourcing where we don't yeah, pay anybody. Yeah, that hit record <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. Give us your work and yeah. we'll put it out. Um, I don't know. I've always liked Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Mm-hmm. I, mean, he made, I don't know what he's been in lately, though. He did that like, like directorial since... film about him being a um, sex addict or like right. addicted to masturbating. That was like a while ago. Yeah, that was though, a while right? ago. And then he just ago. disappeared. I think Looper was his last big theatrical yeah. film. He was in The Night Before, right? That was that Christmas. Oh, movie. that's right. He was. Yeah, that one was fun. I think that was more. But yeah, honestly, <laughs> I don't know where he's been at these days. I've said everything I need to say. (laughs) I mean, he was a child star, right? Angels in the outfield, anybody? Oh, that's right. uh... (laughs) Where uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is going around murdering baseball players (laughs) to join his team. (laughs) 
So we also have Cobra Woman coming out from Kino and Dr. Cyclops also coming out from Kino. Yeah. These are 40s kind of sci-fi horror films. Well, actually, Cobra Woman is more of like a jungle adventure directed by Robert C. Odmack, a favorite director of mine. This is one of his oh, yeah. lesser quality films, but one that yeah. has cult appeal. It's like in eye-blazing color. It's a jungle adventure. Mm-hmm. And it's one that like camp directors like the Kuchar brothers, kind of like experimental yeah. filmmakers, like to hold up a lot. Dr. Cyclops, I'm not that familiar with, yeah. but it is directed by Ernest B. Schotzak, who was the co-director of King Kong, and he did a lot of like oh, Marion C. Cooper films. Okay. Uh, I mean, Kino, this is like printing money for them. Yeah, so. they're going to sell these. For, yeah, I'm not too familiar with either either of these, but you know, you look at the, the artwork <laughs> and uh, the descriptions on the yeah. back, you know they're going to appeal to us. So, uh, Danger movie. 5, the complete series from Australia. Have you ever seen yeah, any episodes you know this? of this? No, do you know this show? Yes, I do. Okay. And Because it was on Netflix. Oh, okay. And it's okay. kind of like the furthest you can push that kind of absurd, man borgy, like crazy, right. almost like 80s references. And it's like really fun for like one episode. And it's like memeable. Like every second is like you've seen gifts of it. Okay. Um, there's like one gift of like the guy reading a magazine. It's like it's polite laughter. And he's like, <laughs> uh, okay. So but that... like every episode I've watched, I'm like, oh man, this is so funny. And then yeah. like six minutes in, I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm so old. Yeah. I'm like, is this what the kids watch? <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's it's good that it's coming out on Blu-ray. I guess you guys have the Australian. It is an version. Australian release, mm-hmm. but it's the good thing with Australian releases is they're usually all region, and yes. that means usually our suppliers can get them. And they put it, this is a really nice package actually. Mm. There's a lot on. This. Oh really? Yeah, well, maybe I'll like check some it sort out. Of booklet in the back too. Uh, it's, I they've, they've, yeah. I mean, it's something that like I would have probably made if I was younger, and it's weird that like I saw it and I was like, ugh, this is fun, but I didn't watch it all. Yeah. And I wonder if it's maybe a mixture of like, ah, it's too much and well, it's something too close to what I would have done. Yeah, so I don't want to watch it. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also have the final program out from Shout. You know what's weird about this? This looks I, like a weird one. I just watched this movie. <laughs> oh, did you? And the reason I watched it was because it's, I think, the only film adaptation of the work of Michael Moorcock. Interesting. And okay. he's an author I'm kind of obsessed with because... He would write books in like three days, okay. and that was his thing. He would write like pulp kind of fantasy fiction, but he was also like an experimental, almost um, not new wave. There was like a a wave in France where they would write right. kind of like anti novels, okay. and it, that's what his Jerry Cornelius novels were, which were like you don't know what's going on. It's kind of seen here, seen yeah. there. It's kind of a James Bond parody. And the thing about Michael Moorcock novels as well is that they're all interconnected. So he's right. like, oh, every hero I've ever written, uh, he, his most famous creation is Elric, which is like a white okay. albino guy who has a sword named Stormbringer. <laughs> wow. uh, you know, albino, that's probably uh, a politically incorrect phrase to yeah, use, I think. Yeah. But that's how he's always described on the back of the books, <laughs> which doesn't make it okay. Well, and this film looks pretty politically incorrect. I mean, reading the back it's, description. It's weird it? because, like, why would they pick like Jerry Cornelius, which is his weirdest uh, fiction, to adapt into a movie? And the movie yeah. is super weird. Okay. You have no idea what's going All on. Right. It's not quite as crazy as it needs to be. Like, there'll be like a crazy scene here or there. Yeah. But most of the time you're like, I don't know what's going on. And it just keeps going. <laughs> so what's it about though? Like, what's it, like He's the, like a super down? spy and he's yeah. trying to save his sister that he's having an incestuous relationship right, with. Yeah. <laughs> but there's also dimension jumping and yeah. someone is trying to like destroy the world by creating, I think it's like the perfect man or yeah, like right. something like that. Yeah. So it, you know, all these Jerry Cornelius stories, it's like you've missed the first hundred issues, and the movie is the same way. <laughs> you have right no in. idea what's going on. They're like, oh, we have to go into my house, which has a bunch of, like, metaphysical traps in it, so you uh, got to okay. be careful. 
That sounds really good, actually. <laughs> it's directed by Robert Feist, who yeah. also directed the abominable Dr. Fives, the right. Vincent Price film, which is really famous. So he does bring that like visual flair to it. I just wish it was just a little bit crazier, but I'm still baffled that it exists. And I guess Anchor Bay put it out a they while did. back. Yeah, it's old DVD. DVD, yeah. And it was out of print for forever, and yeah. it's just coming back on Blu-ray. And I think they ported over the commentary the director yep, made as well. Yeah, usually do. We also have so many spaghetti westerns yeah, this it's a week. Three for for spaghetti western. Kino, you know, it feels like every six months or so they're like, we got to put this sp- 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 <laughs> yeah. spaghetti western. Get out, Cox got? on the yeah. phone. Throw yeah, them on exactly. the audio audio commentary. <laughs> we have uh, the Hellbenders, which I've seen and actually really like, okay. which is directed by Sergio Cobrucci. It stars Joseph Cotton as a um, Southern general after the war, who with his son is trying to drag <laughs> a coffin full of gold across the desert. Okay. Oh, maybe yeah. greed gets the or, best of them. <laughs> Who knows? (laughs) We also have The Specialist, another one directed by Sergio Cobrucci, which I'm not that familiar with. Yeah, me either. And we have Kill Them All and Come Back Alone, a film that I haven't seen, but it's directed by a director I really like, uh, Enzo G. Castellari, who is most famous for directing the original Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. This one stars grizzled, leather-faced Chuck Connors. I I love myself some Connors. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We also have The Omega Syndrome from Scorpion. Not familiar with this one. Joseph Mann And Wall here. Ken Wall. Ken Wall. Oh man, I love Ken Wall. Taking a Beverly Hills <laughs> yeah. at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Was was he? No, he wasn't a football star. I just thought he was. No, was he? No, I don't <laughs> think so. Yeah. He just <laughs> plays a football star a football. in the Taking of Beverly okay. Hills. Such a good yeah, actor. We were just fooled. In uh, the Wanderers, right? That was kind of his. Yeah, movie yeah that that's right. Like him mm-hmm. for. And then he just did a bunch of crappy action movies. In the yes, 80s. he yeah. did um, the Soldier, right. which was directed right. by um, uh, what's his name? It's not Joseph Cito. It's the other guy that's kind of like Joseph Cito. Who's rich because he works in stocks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh, it's... Uh, what's his face? The guy who did... Uh, yeah, he did a Shakedown. I know the, all the movies. He also did right? And, yeah, and uh, Slaughter of the Innocents. Joseph... Glickenhouse. Glickenhouse, Glickenhouse. that's right. He's go. the one who directed the second attempt at Jackie Chan breaking into the American market, The Protector, yeah, yeah, where yeah, Jackie yeah. Chan's like, give me the fucking keys. <laughs> where Glickenhouse uh, famously said, I know how to direct action. Yeah, You right. don't need to tell me what to <laughs> yeah. do, Jackie. Well, he does. You know, that end of Shakedown on the uh, roller coaster. Oh, so good. Um, we also have... Stand Alone, another Scorpion film. This one has yeah, a great I mean, premise. This looks great. I mean, it sounds like, you know, it sounds like the Rolling Thunder kind mm-hmm. of thing. But probably Grand not Torino, with the social commentary. Yeah. But it starts everyone's favorite, Charles, Charles Durning. Durning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love the cover. Is like, he came back from World War II, and now he's got to clean up the city. Yeah, I know. I haven't seen this one. The only yeah. thing that worries me is like, is it all minorities? I bet you it's all minorities. It's like, definitely going to be all minorities. <laughs> yeah. Is there even any question? Mid-80s film. This was a whole wave of like mm-hmm. 80s kind of action there was one um, that starred John Michael Vincent, and I don't remember what it's called. It's like Fighting yeah. Back. Like Bob Clark did one as yep. well. Uh, yeah. They're all okay. I wish they were like great. Like if you're going to go all in, yeah, like go right. all in. <laughs> I'm killing everybody. I mean, Pam Greer's in this one though mm. too. So I mean, at least he gets some good support. There. So is he standing alone or is Pam Greer by I his side? No, she definitely dies at the end of I the second like, act yeah, and he has I to take revenge. I don't know where she stands. <laughs> I read <laughs> probably alone. No, probably alone. <laughs> I read some reviews where people are like, it's a classic case of like great beginning great ending nothing, nothing really in the, the middle. middle yeah you're just waiting for him he's like what are you gonna stand alone whoops i just Whoa, lifted up like, the table yeah. justin just broke our counter here with excitement for stand yeah, alone. shaking it so much <laughs> um 
uh, Sub Rosa Studio. I like how they go by SRS. Yeah, like it's I know. Like classier. <laughs> I know. That's their new label. Are <laughs> uh, releasing Channel 13, a film directed by Mark Polonia. Is this somebody I should? You don't know, know the Polonia brothers? No, maybe. They were two 17-year-olds, and they made like one of the grossest films ever with Splatter Farm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I they're know twins. Spl- I haven't seen it, but I know Splatter. Oh Farm. man, yeah, okay. Splatter Farmer is, I think, nah, it's not as good as things, but it's on that level. Mm. Like it's so, it's like two right. mustachioed, like skinny <laughs> brothers who look. And when I say mustachioed, I mean like a pube <laughs> stash. Yeah. <laughs> the best. Yes. And the only unfortunate part about Splatter Farm is the DVD version. They kind of re-edited it. Uh, okay. And they, I think they removed some of the male nudity, which I think is kind of illegal because they were like 17 <laughs> where they did yeah, it. Yeah, uh, But yeah, Splatter Farm, highly recommended. And okay. uh, this is, I, from what so I could it's tell. Like a newish movie. Yeah. But trying to be like a mm-hmm. found in the 80s kind of lost video. Uh, I think thing. that it's made up a lot of like footage or shorts that they made back in the day and they're just kind of repackaging they've been doing this for a long time they keep finding new movies (laughs) that have never been released so Yeah. yeah you look this up at IMDB it's like Never played anywhere. Yeah. Nobody's seen it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like if you look at their website, um, and sometimes the back of the DVDs will be like, oh, it, this one's on sale, limited to 666 copies, nice. or limited <laughs> to like 333 three, three copies. Sweet. I was like, okay, I don't think you're ever going to sell yeah, all these no. copies, but I'm glad <laughs> you're putting it out there. Yeah. Uh, Severin is putting out, um, how do you say this, V? Is it V or Vi? I don't Vi? Know. I, I mean, there's a Y at the end. I haven't seen it, but I, this movie I've is I've always great. wanted to see this, though. Yeah. I know, you got to watch it I now. Know. Well, it's playing at the Royal, I think next week. Oh, or so. is it? Oh, part of Rue Morgue? Yeah, so I think we're going to catch it there. But yeah, I know it's, it's been out of print for years and mm. it only existed in a really crappy DVD beforehand. Well, actually, but... it was released on YouTube because the Russian Film Center or whatever okay. remasters their films and put them out there. That's cool. But Severin is finally doing this film justice. It's essentially like The Evil Dead, where it's like a monk okay. has to spend, I, I don't remember how many nights, I'm going to say three nights. Two or yeah, and yeah. he has to stand in a circle, and the whole gimmick is that like he can't step out of the circle, or his soul will be lost because he's right. watching over a body, okay. and like a bunch of demons pop out, and they're like, "Get out of your circle!" <laughs> and so it's all like stop motion and like practical makeup That's effects. Cool. Yeah. And yeah, it's really fun. Okay, and it's one of those Russian productions. that's like has four directors, yeah, <laughs> kind of not... like not a mega production, but you know, in Russia, there's no individuals. It's yeah. just um, it's just the the, the mass. Yeah, right? the mass, <laughs> the people, the people. <laughs> but yeah, but, this uh, one's actually really good. I read on the back, it's the same. Is it's the same story because it's based on a Gogol Nikolai yes. Gogol story. And it's always also adapted for Black Sunday. Yeah, like kind of. Adapted where it's Sunday? like the witch kind of yeah. coming back. In the case of Black Sunday, the Maribava film, I love Black Barbara Sunday. Steele. Yeah, I feel like mm-hmm. is it similar to that? At all? No, yeah. but it's in color, and it's that great kind okay, of like cool. early color or like Russian early color, where it's like ah, the colors they burn my eyes, <laughs> which I always love. Yeah. Severin's also putting out the peanut butter solution under their yeah. new label, Severin, Severin Kids. Kids. <laughs> now I've talked about this a few episodes ago. Yeah. I think I was a sucker. And I bought the Quebec release of Peanut Butter Solution. It's pretty good, though. The yeah, there's not really any special features. That's okay. like a nice little booklet. The transfer is pretty nice. The transfer is right? nice. It has both versions yeah. because what's weird about this movie is I saw it in school endlessly. Did you watch it? I've never seen this film. You know, you're the second person. I think it was maybe I've always a wanted to, French but... language thing, yeah, which okay. is weird because these films were put out by, um, it was called Conte pour tous, which is yeah. like, I guess, fairy tales for all, run by a producer called Jacques Demers, uh, who was yeah, mostly yeah. known for like sexploitation films before yeah. this. And <laughs> And 
and I guess it gave copies to like all the French language schools. And so I must have watched it in French. But when I discovered watching the Blu-ray, it was actually shot in English by like a French director. Okay. Yeah. Unfathomable how crazy it is. Okay. And like, why was the film that like a lot of people my age watch? The plot is a kid goes into a haunted house, gets scared so badly that he loses his hair and he also can't remember what happened. Okay. And that's a big plot point. Yeah. And then suddenly ghosts appear to him uh, at home and they say to get your hair back, you need to make this peanut butter solution. But when he uses it, his hair will not stop growing. Okay. And then one of his art teachers finds out that if you cut off the hair and paint a picture, you can enter that picture. So he starts capturing children and it's just insane. Wow, that's, uh, yeah, that sounds totally insane. <laughs> What's insane about it. this movie is it's part of like a 20 film series. Really? That, yeah. There's one about like a kid that when he mails off a stamp, wherever that goes, he'll I, show up yeah, there. Yeah, I know. That, what's that called again? I, know I don't that. remember I've yet. seen that film. Yeah, yeah, so maybe your school got that one. That one I saw. I definitely saw that one mm-hmm. in school. Tommy Tricker. Or something. Yeah, Tommy like, Tricker Tommy or something like that. Stamp Travelers. Yeah, <laughs> the Stamp Travelers. That sounds like, like a, that, right? <laughs> like um, a Randy Bachman know, overband right? cover, a cover band. <laughs> yeah, they do the theme song. Yeah, so. Tommy <laughs> Tricks and the, and the Stamp Travelers. Yeah. Uh, I wonder, okay, I didn't know there was like a connection. Yeah, there. I wonder if this will lead to them like releasing more of these films because like looking at the list of films yeah. that were made, I recognize three or four that I think were played in school. But there's a lot that I'm like, what the hell is well, this that'd about? Be very cool. I mean, we know Severin likes the Canadian stuff. Right? Yeah. So. Oh, Severin, hire me for listening cool. to this. I know. Give me a call. Yeah, Severin, come on. <laughs> um, I love that the Severin Kids line, they're also putting out, uh, oh, I don't remember yeah, what's the name. the next one? Is it the day after it's called? It's the animated yeah. film about elderly oh, people uh, dying. When, when the wind blows. Yeah, it's about the, <laughs> Which is not, <laughs> not a kid's good film. for kids, yeah. An animated film about elderly people dying of radiation <laughs> yeah, poisoning. <laughs> so look out for that one. That'll yeah. be coming soon. Severin <laughs> yeah, Kids. Yeah, right? <laughs> It's like when they tried to market Grave of the Fire Firefly. Did they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I mean, there was like a whole wave in like the UK where they were making like uh, I guess they were one-upping each other to make the most depressing kids film they could because you got the plague dogs mm-hmm. you have Watership Down you yep. have When the Wind Blows I think there's a few other ones that yeah. uh, don't come to mind I mean we're talking about like animation as far as like in other countries it's not always for kids in the exactly, way that it's considered right? in America I've been hearing a term going around have you heard this like people are like oh it's a baby movie because really? it's like animated and stuff no. like that yeah I hate it a don't like it yeah. <laughs> they're like it's good for a baby movie I'm like you're a very sad lonely <laughs> man yeah that sounds like like a fan of Joker or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. These, these are like irony bros, so they yeah, don't like. Bros. Yeah, they don't like Joker. Uh, okay. <laughs> Twisted. No, no Joker. Yeah. Get out of here with that shit. You give me my. You know what? They're probably the dark side of you, Mark, because they're probably like yeah. Chantal Acker- Ackerman <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. Actually, yeah, it's probably just me. Really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you look in the mirror and you're yeah. like Twisted. <laughs> we have Gwendoline, aka The Perils of Gwendoline in the Land of the Yik Yak, being released by Severin. Uh, this uh, is just I- Jake in class. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I watched this one. I don't uh, remember why. I think somebody just talked it up as like a weird kind of yeah. it's like an S and M, but it has a big budget. It looks appealing for like you know, a sexploitation. <laughs> yeah, movie, so. I don't think there's actually like it's very like chaste okay. in the way that it's presented. There's probably a little bit of nudity, but nothing um, too wild. It's actually directed by Just Jakin, the guy who made uh, Emmanuel. Yeah, the first one, Maestro behind him. The Maestro. So the, I think he did the first three actually. Yeah, yeah. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. That's a baby yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Definitely suitable for kids. Though. So we have, yeah, it's being, Gwendoline is being released by Severed Kids. Seven no, it's kids. not. <laughs> Discovering your sexuality. Uh, sexuality. I mean, you got to start somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or you could start with. You want to explain the birds and the bees to your kids? <laughs> the so next I'm... release, uh, Women of Infernal <laughs> yeah, Island by Full Moon. I'm assuming this is a DVD only release, this right? This is a DVD. I'll, yeah, AKA Cage It's really hard to find information about this movie online because <laughs> it's one of those sexploitation movies that yeah. goes by like a hundred different titles. Uh, it, so. I'm sure it's like kind of nasty. Yeah, and it's like a women it's in prison. Like kind of women Ilsa. In prison. Yeah. yeah, it was actually directed by Erwin C. Dietrich, who I know his name because he produced a bunch of like the last gasp of Jess Franco making <laughs> movies with a budget. Yeah. So I think he mm, he probably didn't produce barbed wire dolls, but he produced like a lot yeah. of like leather. He did Jack the Ripper with Klaus right. Kinski, yep. was a um, Edward C. Dietrich joint. And he also, <laughs> I think probably his greatest uh, contribution to film society is that he, or art in all, yeah, right. he did Mad Foxes. Oh, uh, I don't know if yeah. you've seen that one. Did you I see what we showed at the Royal? No, I missed that screen. <laughs> yeah, I was so mad about it because so many people came in after being like, oh, do you have, they were asking us really? if we had the Mad Fox. That was, that, that was like a laser been. blast that was definitely off the beaten path because that was a little bit rough. That is one of the rare times that the um, digital print just broke down at one point <laughs> and when we restarted it uh, after like talking like, oh, we're sorry, we restarted like it was a yeah. film print. It started right with somebody's guts being ripped out. <laughs> like that was the first frame. People I were like, feel, ooh. I feel like a vinegar syndrome or somebody will mm-hmm. put that out at some point. I think Full Moon owns the rights oh, of all his films. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I don't think they're going anywhere. They right. do a few little special features here and there. Okay. So, I mean, it's only a matter of time before like Vinegar Syndrome partners with Full yeah, Moon. Yeah, I know. They're... And they're like, oh, yeah, we're re-releasing all the Puppet Master films. It's like, God Great. damn it. <laughs> In another crate? Yeah, another, another like, another too long secret. Didn't sell any of. <laughs> Wait, do you still have that crate? Nope. <laughs> we, they shipped it to us in a crate. We shipped it right back <laughs> in the crate. They took it back. I'm so shocked. Yeah, they Moon's they like took it back. final sale. Yeah, because we were like, I don't think we're going to be able to return this. And like, no, no, let's try. Let's yeah. try. And, and they, they did. did. Wow. I mean, that crate was ridiculously was expensive. expensive. I think it was like $339. You know, a lot of people looked at it, yeah. touched it, pulled stuff mm. out. Nobody bought it. Bergman, Puppet Master. Puppet Master. Yeah. Ooh. Same price. I yeah. don't want it, you, know? <laughs> you know what? I would have gotten it if I didn't already own I all know, the Puppet Master. I remember you were about to buy it. And like, I was oh, not I, about no, to buy it. I, I, I was looking at it. I was looking at it. Like, I have all these. Because it was like, the, the thing I didn't have was it came with like a Blu ray of like behind the scenes yeah, footage. Yeah, yeah. And it's like five hours. I'm like, oh man. And then on the inside, I'm like, I'm never going to watch no. this. <laughs> five hours yeah. of probably uncut Puppet Master behind the scenes oh, footage. Yeah. <laughs> So we also have uh, two Ultraman releases. What, yeah. What's this? We're we never some... going to stop talking about Ultraman here. <laughs> that came out last week. These are new ones. New, uh, new Ultraman. I think yeah. from probably, I guess the 2010s, Ultraman Orb and Ultraman Yeah, Deed. so I think one of them starts like 2013, mm. one's around 2017. Yeah. So yeah, within the last decade. For sure. So I am completely unfamiliar with new <laughs> Ultraman, except for the Ultraman movie Mega Monster Galaxy, which if anybody uh, in charge of Ultraman, please release yeah, that movie. Yeah, Mil- Mill Creek. I please. love it so much. Yeah. They must own the rights if they own the rights to all these TV shows. I mean, they're putting out all of these things right now. Are there more coming out? Yeah, Return uh, Return of Ultraman is coming out in February. Return of Ultraman is actually a sequel to Ultra 7, which is the second series. I am so... Our shelves are stocked with Ultraman releases right now. It's weird. You know, maybe they don't own the rights. Ultra 7. Because um, if they release like Ultraman Orb and Ultraman Geed, which if it's 2013, 2017, they do not come concurrently. No, they're releasing them all over the place. Which is weird. I don't know, because then they're releasing... There's another Ultraman Orb set 
coming out okay. this month too, which again, I don't know. What's <laughs> Ultra on that. Orb, so, like squared. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so we don't if know. Anybody wants to explain Ultraman to me? In <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I yeah. can explain it to you, but it's a guy, and I think he has a pill. Yeah, that takes mean, or I, a button he presses, yes. well, and I he get, a, becomes giant. Yeah, I've watched the original. Mm-hmm. Ultraman. I had one of the old DVD sets from Mill Creek. And had a blast with it. I thought it was great. But yeah. I just don't understand I all of the different that the series. I think the new ones, the they've kind yeah. of forgotten about like people turning into Ultraman. Okay. I think they're just like Ultraman. And they live on Ultra Planet, mm-hmm. where the Ultra King reigns. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so classic. Uh, we have Ultraman. <laughs> <laughs> we have a British Noir uh, Part 2, or I yeah, guess 2. Yeah, so about... I want to say six, seven years ago. It's been a while now. Kino put out a really nice mm-hmm. British noir five film collection of a bunch of kind of underseen noir films. Yeah. And it sold really well for us. Kept waiting for them to do a follow up. And now they finally have. So here's five more really kind of underseen <laughs> British noir films for you. I mean, I don't know any of these titles. Amazingly titled Kosh uh, Boy. I like how you put it in its own category. You're like, Justin, well, we have to talk about the slasher, the, the, a.k.a. Because Kosh Boy is the only one of them that got a separate Blu-ray release huh. for some reason. I'm surprised it got a separate Blu-ray release at all. I don't know. Listen, yeah. they're going to get those noir peeps and they're going to make them yeah, buy that so five that Blu-ray set. So that goes under the title The Slasher, which is you <laughs> uh, know, makes you think it's a horror movie. No. Not as good as Kosh Boy. Not as Whatever Kosh Boy, boy means. What, I, it must be some. I mean, I'm the British you know, word for cuck. My family's British, and I've never heard the term Kosh really? Boy before. You so think you can go to the next like dinner and be like, "Yeah, I'm hey, gonna bring it up." Yeah, hey, Kosh Boy. <laughs> They're like, I gotta, get work, out. I gotta work on my British accent. I'm sure it sounds better with a British accent. Hello, Kosh Boy. Yeah, there you go. You got it. Um, so this set has the interrupted journey from 1949. Yeah. Kosh Boy. I like how you didn't put the slasher. You put Kosh Boy. Well, I don't know. It's weird. On the set, they just call it Kosh Boy. And okay. On the Blu-ray release, they call it the slasher. Maybe they want to sucker some like older people, people into, <laughs> into it, buying yeah. the slasher. Time is my enemy, time lock, and the vicious just circle. These are all great titles for like a little yeah. bit more elderly. They're like, ah, the interrupted journey. I know, right? Time is my enemy, time lock, the vicious circle. This yeah. explains my whole life. And also Kosh Boy. <laughs> and the Kosh Boy. <laughs> Uh, like you said, um, noirs are like printing money, right? They're <laughs> yeah, the things basically. that like sell the most. Oh, yeah. No, we will sell a ton of these. Mm-hmm. And it's a nice set, though. Kino always does a great job with these. Um, and I think there's like a booklet in it, too, that mm. kind of goes through a bit of the context well, that's cool. on them. So, Is there any special feature? I don't uh, think so, right? Really, Kino doesn't really these, usually yeah. do that. Because I got that box set they put out that has like he ran all the way on it and has yeah. like a whole bunch of them. So. Don't really do, yeah. Uh, really but, do you know, Kino's changing. They, 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 they know, are. maybe they listen to this podcast, that if you throw one commentary on, people yeah. are like, I guess I'm buying exactly, it. Exactly, right? You got me. Uh, Shout is putting out Chuck Berry, Hail, Hail, Rock and Roll, directed yep. by wife of Helen Mirren, Taylor, <laughs> Taylor Hackford. Hackford. Yeah. Uh, Academy Award winning director, Academy, yeah. Ray. Ray, yeah. <laughs> no one's favorite. Director of, you know, um, proof, proof of Life. Proof of Life. Wait, he directed, <laughs> um, like they tried to reboot movies, that right? uh, Westlake novel series as Jason yeah. Statham, and his version uh, wasn't very good. Uh, yeah, Parker. Parker. Yeah, because right. that's the name of the series. Yep. Um, which has like a million adaptations. I think you got one yeah. recently in the store. It was called. It's not Scream uh, Fair. No, it's, it's like something like the... Sudden Fear. I think. No. Oh, no, Sudden Terror. No, it's uh, no. maybe. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Slayground. All these Kino titles, they <laughs> yeah. just you know blur together. Slayground, not one that people like. You know what? It's another Parker adaptation. I think yeah. it's unofficial. Is Ringo Land Full Contact, the really? Chad Young Fat film? Yes. Did not Supposedly know that. it's adapted by the Parker novel that they always seem to adapt. I think it's the yeah. same one that they use in Payback oh, as yeah, well. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, and. And I don't know how. Oh yeah, Chuck Berry. Yeah, anyways, <laughs> rock and roll. Right. Uh, you know what? Um, Parker has an amazing fight in it <laughs> yeah, for... with the guy that stars in 
Bloodsport 2 and 3. Okay. Who became yeah, the yeah, kind of go-to guy for the people who made John Wick, like okay. the stunt team. He's yeah, always yeah. like the sub in command. He's a guy who fights um, Keanu Reeves and John Wick 1 a bunch of times. Right. Yeah, he's okay. he's great. Okay. But uh, he's not in this movie, which is yeah, a documentary but... <laughs> uh, of a music yeah, this show. Is a pretty famous Chuck Berry film from the mm-hmm. 80s. Um, been out of print for years on DVD. Chuck but, Berry, yeah. my favorite. Confessions of a Dangerous of Mind. Of course, you know. That's, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I can't say I know Chuck Berry all that well. Dude, not I mean, Chuck Berry. a huge deal, you <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah, not that Chuck Berry. Yeah, um, yeah I'm not familiar with this. Do you watch a lot of concert docs? I don't. Nah, me neither. Unless it's like some uh, musician that I really, really like. But Radiohead. I, you know, like, you know, <laughs> no, not really. Uh, the I Flaming Lips. The last... No, I even, I've never even seen. Wait, what seen... kind of music do you listen to, Mark? That, I have no idea. I don't know. A mix of <laughs> I like everything really except for like... country and rap. No, I'm actually like raps probably what yeah. I'm into the most, right? So you always have like Wu Tang on and stuff yeah, like that. I just I don't know. Raps, Listen, raps I'm just doing it for me, right? I know it's like yeah, I'm in touch with rap right now. I just I just feel like a lot of you know I do feel like rap resonant in today's day and age. Yeah. You know, you're up on the streetwear. You're resonant. always wearing the I don't know what's popular. What is yeah. that like? <laughs> that hype store. What is the name of the company recently? That I have no idea. <laughs> I only yeah. recently learned this is about like the whitest <laughs> conversation about rap I've ever been a part of. I saw, and I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, I saw. Um, it's called like Brick Bears. Have you seen these? No. Yeah. Okay. This is something I only learned about recently. It's been popular for 20 years. They just look like big Lego bears, but they go oh, for thousands okay. and thousands of dollars because they're super rare. Okay. So I mean, okay. if you haven't uh, heard about it, I can't I go to, into I it. I need to look this up. Yeah. yeah sorry. But it's clearly those, I'm not up on. It's uh, one of those things where I look yeah. at it. And I'm like, this is a collectible, and I don't understand why. Yeah. I think we've talked about this. That I'm not a collector and I don't really yeah. understand that mentality. Me I, I guess yeah. maybe I'm more of a librarian. Like I like to have yeah. just the thing. Yeah. But actually it as like a limited edition doesn't really appeal Same to with me. me. Yeah. yeah. I don't really care about mm-hmm. like trinkets or like whatever. <laughs> yeah. with, you know? Except for Gold Ninja Video releases. Exactly. Except They're limited that. editions yeah. but you, that's they don't exist after that. So yeah. check them out. You doing some toys with those? Too, oh man. So? I would love to. <laughs> sure. Like a Kung Fu zombie <laughs> yeah. action figure right. or what else? I, or like Sammy Petrillo and Duke Mitchell. If buy both of them uh, they form a gorilla yeah. <laughs> like, I, I was never an action figure guy I never understood it yeah. and any action figure I buy like I think the last thing I got was maybe like the little laser action uh, laser blast uh, okay. figurine yeah, yeah. and all it does is annoy me because it's on my shelf and it keeps falling over I'm like oh I know they're just kind of annoying right yeah, yeah. I used I, to be a little I don't know I used to be into toy cars a lot when I was a kid <laughs> yeah we t- I had a toy car phase yeah but, but not as an adult only until I was like eight years old yeah. and it was over you're like no more no more so there's no like me. toys you live in a bear apartment <laughs> Yeah, nothing. I have nothing. Just a boondock yeah. poster on the wall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a TV, a couch, and a boondock sense poster. Uh, so we also have Holiday coming out from Criterion, uh, directed by George Cooker, starring Cary Grant, Kathleen Hepburn. Yep. I saw this one at the Nitrate Film Festival. Did just you? showing okay. off. Yeah. Just, wow. In a Fancy bra- over here. In a sepia-toned print, which it used to do <laughs> wow. when color was coming around, which yeah, yeah. tint prints. Not a good look. No. <laughs> yeah, this film good. is fine. I mean, yeah, it's fine. I've never fun. seen it. Uh, George yeah. Cooker, uh, it's kind of like not quite like a slapstick or his girl Friday but like right on the edge okay, of it it's, okay Cary Grant wants to take a holiday in life just like for a couple of years just step <laughs> yeah. out so he's he wants to tell <laughs> must the, be nice yeah <laughs> Well, the whole point yeah, of the movie. No, I, okay. And actually, watching the film, I was like, you know, this is what people probably like. They're coming out of the depression. They want to see rich yeah. people. Like those movies were like really popular. Totally, yeah. And it's about him falling in love with the sister of his, I think, fiance, uh, Firebrand, Kathleen, uh, not Kathleen Hepburn, Catherine <laughs> Hepburn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not the Canadian director. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the Canadian director the, is called Kathleen Hepburn. Hepburn right? Those parents, yeah. just evil. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, this one's fun. Criterion's putting it out. Yeah. This is first Criterion of the year right here. Whoa! First Criterion of Wait, 2020. Was ding, it the ding, first ding. Criterion or was it released in 2019 and you're only receiving it now? No, no, it's first Criterion. We're getting our Criterions on time now. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah. Okay, come to Basement Video to get yeah, things they're on time. On time, yeah. Did you break some legs? You're Even, like, give me those Criterions. <laughs> yeah, no, we had to do a little leg breaking around here. Even our Kinos are starting to roll in on time <gasps> these days. Mm, yeah. You get back to me when your Severance get in yeah, on time. Yeah, that, that won't happen anytime soon. <laughs> That's a Severin problem. So Severin, if you're listening, Bay Street Video in Toronto desperately wants our copies of Paganini Horror, which still aren't here. Wait, you guys haven't gotten we Paganini? Still don't have Paganini Wait, Horror. but Peanut Butter Solution came out after I know, that. I don't understand. Here's the thing. Paganini Horror. I don't Horror, understand, man. Terrible movie. Okay, it's okay. so bad. Directed by Luigi Cozzi. But we'll talk about we'll it. We'll talk about that when yeah, it when finally arrives. There's still a couple. There's like Werewolf and a Girl's Dormitory. Dormitory. I thought you got that no, one. We still, oh. So our late October, November releases still haven't arrived yet, Severin. So <laughs> what are they like? Wait at the, at the border? Send them, Severin. <laughs> is it directly from Severin that you get it? No, but okay, apparently so the issue is, is Severin. Severin yeah. so, or whoever is like bringing Severin over the border. Do you think that's like a strategic so. thing that they do because they want people know. to buy direct? I hope not because like, <laughs> we sell a lot of Severin here. And, like, please. You got a lot of fans here, yeah. Severin, so please don't do us like that. Don't do us don't dirty, do Severin. Don't do us dirty, Severin. Uh, you I, know what? I love Severin. Yeah, though, I'm yeah. going to go to the mat for, yeah, Severin, please send us free releases. Please. We should say uh, to any DVD companies that are listening to this, <laughs> yeah. me and Mark will reveal they're all listening to this your right Blu-ray now. in full. Yeah, and, totally. If you send it to us and you're like, oh, this is like, I guess a review copy. Yep. Um, yep. So just crack it open, watch it. Yep. and we They will... usually put a, like, a hole through the barcode. Yeah, exactly. Give us one of those. Give us one of those, <laughs> and we will like talk about the special features oh my God, in yeah, like. We'll if you run send it, it down. We'll, yeah. we'll, I will. I will devote my time to that. <laughs> Whatever it is, I don't even care what it is. Joker. <laughs> You know what? Even Joker. But Warner Brothers would never send us free copies. You know what? Blue Underground, once I asked for copies to give out as gifts when I was working at the Royal Cinema, yeah. uh, very briefly as their marketing coordinator, how I got that job is what? a very long story. Yeah. <laughs> and they sent me two giant boxes of stuff. Like so That's much stuff. Great. They sent like the Alan Clark collection. They sent okay. like everything. And, you know, Blue Underground is always in my heart for doing that, which I yeah. gave out as gifts. That's really throughout. cool. Yeah. That is really cool. Um, uh, I'm going to go to the map for the next movie being released by MVD, I think under their classics line, it which is, is like whatever yeah. catalog title they have. Which is like mid-2000s yeah. movies. <laughs> a guide to recognizing I, your saints. I, I love, love this movie. Yeah. I uh, also do. This was one, again, I picked up at Roger's video, and it yep. just kind of knocked Same me here. aback when I watched it. And I remember showing it to a lot of people. Yeah. And it was one where, at this point, Chan Chan Tam Tam, a.k.a. Channing Tatum, yep. um, he was only known for the Step Up films. Yep. And he, like, really delivers he in this film. He is great in this. Yeah. So this is from uh, Dito Montiel, who is gone. <laughs> Can't wait to see what he does next. Yeah, he's Ooh, gone a on bunch to direct of a stuff. lot of bad movies, yeah. including fighting with Channing Tatum. I, don't know. I remember thinking I fighting like. was okay. Yeah. Oh, wait, am I thinking of a different one? Am I I've never backed like down. Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he just—it's really boring. It's he, like, oh yeah, I did watch fighting. I thought it was okay, but he yeah. doesn't bring like the energy that he has no. and like a guy to recognize. Well, this saints. is based on his. Yeah. life. It's mm-hmm. like based on his memoir that he wrote. I think it's a book that he yeah. wrote. And then this was his directorial debut. I think it played at Sundance. What a cast, too. It's what like cast. Robert yeah. Downey Jr. and kind of like the bookend. Pre-Iron Man. Yeah. Like right uh, Shia LaBeouf that's in it as <laughs> yeah. well. He's actually really good in He's it. He's really, like everybody him. is so Everybody's good in this. Good. Rosario Dawson, I believe, yeah. is in this. Uh, I haven't watched it since I went either, through like yeah. a few months, <laughs> but I remember it being powerful and yeah. it like holding up on every viewing. And yeah. I think... 
Unfortunately, the films he's made since then have only diminished the reputation yeah, of his like films. Every time a Dito Montiel movie, like that's the thing, I would look is out for his one? like next yeah, movies yeah, yeah. after that, and like I think Fighting was his follow up. And yeah, I was and like, I was like, okay, swing oh, and a miss. Yeah, he tried. Okay, not, but it was like a studio yeah. film. Okay, whatever, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And then I can't even remember what the next one was. I was like, oh, did he do a drone weird. one? No, he did a recently a one with uh, Sheila Beef. Um, oh, I did see that. Man yeah, down. Man down. Oh, that's a ridiculous movie. Actually, if you want a funny, bad movie. No, Man Dito down, Montiel. Man down has a ridiculous twist in it. <laughs> really? That, like, is one of those twists <laughs> that, like, throws everything you've seen. Into, like, <laughs> oh, just like another movie on I this would, list. Y- Twisted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I would highly recommend Man Down if you want a, a funny, bad, good time. Have you ever seen Shade from 2003? I feel no, like I've seen the I DVD not, cover all the time. I've never watched. Another MVD cover classics here yep. um shade is yeah an early 2000 i don't even did this get a theatrical release no but i think it got a video, big right? video push because it, it's like jamie fox is mm. in this i think uh, as well yeah as sylvester stallone it has a great yeah but sylvester stallone, jane's in there i somewhere. feel like uh so Syl- sylvie stallone is just i just made that sylvie up now. Stallone, i like that yeah. <laughs> yeah i think he just shows up briefly but they like put uh, his okay. name like He's real like big on front it and center in the, but it's the about con men which i do love movies yeah. like that i would but the director only made this one movie and that's it his he has one of those rare imdbs that's just like one thing oh, yeah. like writer I love director that. <laughs> just that and then i'm sure he got like an accounting job of yeah some sort. exactly <laughs> no this is like that weird early 2000s mm-hmm. stallone sylvie stallone period where it's like his <laughs> movies stallone. weren't really going to theaters anymore but yeah. they still had like budgets and they were getting like big video releases well i'm very excited mvd has supposedly been working very hard oh, you know yeah. on a new release you, which i've never seen <laughs> me neither actually which is a slasher uh, film which i think was mostly famous for being weirdly violent in yeah because it was originally supposed to be a horror film Mm-hmm. And then they tried to. Then they were like, "Oh no, we want to make a market. This is more of an action film." Oh, did so they? they kind of recut it. It had a different title, didn't Detox. it? Detox. Detox. <laughs> that's right. But it seems like the premise is kind of like a Mindhunters type premise. Yes. We talked about and they kind of were like, trying to sell it as like the thing as yeah. well. Yeah, because it's like a serial killer. And they don't know who it is. Yeah, I think Jim Gillespie directed it too. Who did? Um, what did he do? He did some horror movies in the late nineties. Yeah. That I'm mm, I don't know. Maybe I know what you did last summer. Oh, he was part yeah, of that, yeah, like, yeah. He did. He, he did, did do. Right? I, I know yeah. what you did last summer. And supposedly the big thing about the MVD release is they found the director's cut yeah. which is like a VHS version so, they're putting, so this was supposed to come out at like the end of last year mm-hmm. they've been delaying it because they keep getting like new stuff to work yeah. on so this is going to be a stacked MVD <laughs> when release. is that coming out do you have a date uh, I think it's I think it might be even like April or May now <gasps> uh, so far but we're definitely for a movie that's probably it. not that I know, good it's probably not, yeah one <laughs> of my co-workers what? here no I haven't seen it always wanted to yeah. but one of my co-workers has seen it and always talks about how awful it is so, <laughs> take that he's a big Sylvie Stallone fan so, <laughs> Sylvie Stallone <laughs> I'm excited. You think they'll get so long to talk about it? it. There's, uh, I don't know. I'm you know not what? Sure. MVD is maybe. the crazier stuff. Jean Claude Van Damme yeah, has uh, be, been interviewed. I feel like this film's gotten a bit of cult appeal. <laughs> no like one likes it. Since. I don't think yeah, so. Likes it. Yeah. Um, anyway, I like how you put this on the list. Uh, Pink Panther Volume Six. <laughs> what do I have to say about the Pink Panther cartoon? Did you watch the Pink Panther cartoons ever? Not really. Wait, this is is this a theatrical shorts? Yeah. Okay, so there was a '90s animated series. No, yeah. So this is the original. Yeah, and they've yeah, like they've done five volumes of these. Beforehand. People are just—they want the People Pink Panther. Want the, I mean, they used to put them out in a big set years ago that went out of print. So I don't know why they didn't just like release them all as one uh, big be, set again. Uh, uh, money, money. <laughs> but, they're, get... but they're not selling very well. No, like, 
okay. first one sold a bit. Yeah. Every release sells less and less. Because <laughs> people are like, four. well, I need volume one to four to understand how the Pink Panther got to where he's. Like, I've seen some of these animated shorts because they were on yeah. that. You remember that DVD that came out that had like a like soft cover for the Pink Panther? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was that. a DVD of yep. theatrical shorts on yep. it. I remember watching them and being like, I don't know what this is. What's weird about this I is like, do people love the Pink Panther? Like, they know who the Pink Panther is. Yeah. But, like, he's not a character in the movie. It's no. a diamond. That's it's what it is. It's a diamond, yeah. yeah. But then... They changed it because eventually people started to assume that Clouseau was the Pink Panther. Yeah. Because it would be like, son of Pink Panther. Yeah, and it's exactly. like, not the son of the diamond. Yeah. <laughs> Even though that... should have gone in that As direction. Canadians, I'm sure that you have maybe taken a photo with the Pink Panther at Tor- uh, uh, of course, Canada's Wonderland. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> because, um, yeah, you know, in the 90s, it was owned by Hanna-Barbera. It was, yeah. What, so, is the Pink Panther a Hanna-Barbera character? He must be. Or maybe I'm no, confusing him with Snagglepuss. No. I think you're... The OG Pink Panther. It's part of the... That's a good question. I don't know. Because Pink the, Panther is Warner the Brothers, Dave isn't it? Freeling collection mm-hmm. stuff that Kino. Yeah, I don't know who owned this stuff before, to be honest. <laughs> trying to think. Well, listen, yeah, Pink Panther know. heads, I assume people who have a Pink Panther tattoo, yeah. check it out. Because <laughs> I think, yeah, just Fox put these out before. Mm. Oh, Fox. Okay, not yeah, Warner Brothers. Because they own the movies and everything. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, we also have moving to our favorite section new, new stuff. New movies. I saw one um, I review know. on iTunes. Thank you, everybody who's written a review. If you yeah. haven't yet, get on there. Write one. Please, yeah. But they were like, Even um, if you're like, these guys suck. Just write No, no, don't write that. Write five stars. These guys rock. Nothing um, <laughs> short. Nothing I mean, you can write tons of positive stuff, but someone was like, <laughs> they're like, I love the cult and classic section. And it's like, all right, we <laughs> know that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the new section, this is how you, I think you keep your the pulse on what's going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Come on. You yeah. Can, you can't just rely on old movies. You when someone's like, what's come like, out? And you're like, oh, well, I've been listening to the Bay Street Video Podcast. Yeah. So I know they're everything. Everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I hate when people come, we get this all the time, is older people mm-hmm. sometimes come in and they're you like, hate it. you know, there's nothing good out these days or they don't make movies like they used to. And, and it's I'm like, just listen like, to the Bay Street Video I'm like podcast. pointing to the new release. Yeah. Like, there's so many good movies out there. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just, you don't, they don't get the push from, it's not like a Marvel movie or yeah, something. Yeah, like Canada's own. I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. When people talk about, oh, there's no new movies coming out, what yeah. they really mean is studios are not yeah, spending the money exactly. on advertising budgets. So I am aware. It's like people You're say. You're just not seeing yeah, them. There's too much stuff on Netflix. Much, yeah. It's like, I mean, there's good stuff on Netflix. There's a lot of bad stuff as well. Stuff, yeah. And it's not advertised, so you yeah, don't know that it's exactly. there. And that's the issue. So, yeah. Uh, we're here to break it down for you. <laughs> yep, that's our job. Our curse in life, like Sisyphus pushing the yeah. <laughs> rock up the yeah. hill. We're Wait, being... yeah, with Sisyphus, he pushed the rock, right? Who got their livers eaten out? Because uh, like a mix of both. Was... Oh, was <laughs> Going back to your Greek history, something that yeah, I never. Which I actually don't have. Yeah, learned in high school. Education ever. On. I do know Sisyphus, though. Yeah, I that's right. That. Uh, Black Spruce, directed by, again for the third time, which means that maybe he'll appear, Canada's own, Don McKellar. Don McKellar. Mr. Last Night. Yeah, I saw him Canadian introduce films. a screening of Last Night recently. Um, he's still out there. He's still <laughs> still out there. Around. I don't know. I have some funny stories because I had a friend who worked at his talent agency. No way. Supposedly he was a very nice man yeah, and he okay. had crazy stalker fans. Really? Which is very funny because it's Don McKellar. Who is stalking Don McKellar? That's what I want. <laughs> Obviously, people sending him gifts. <laughs> Way 
too many gears. So black spruce. So um, it's more commonly known by through black spruce. Yes. That's the thing. You might, if you type it, but for some reason, Gravitas mm. Ventures, you put it out. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Another, when you see something released by Gravitas Ventures, know. you know that it was in trouble. Exactly. So, but, and they put it out just, they took out the through and just put it in black spruce. Although, <laughs> Maybe they just put like, so if you're co- looking it up on IMDb, pasted. you type in through black spruce. But I don't know. This looks really interesting. That's yeah, a Joyce, Joseph Boyden adaptation. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I'm not very familiar with this, but I remember talking about somebody within, they're like, oh, yeah, Joseph Boyden sings. He's indigenous and he is not. He is a white guy, yes. but he writes indigenous stories. Yes. <laughs> and most of the reviews I saw of this is like, this is not Don McKellar's story to tell, right. which is, yeah, which seems a common th- theme in, in Canadian, Canadian films. films about indigenous people. Yeah, <laughs> why don't you get indigenous <laughs> filmmakers? And I know the argument is like, well, there's no kind of like feature indigenous filmmakers out there. That so, okay. Is such bullshit. Though. But um, <laughs> you, I'm sure you can find people that have directed shorts or mm-hmm. are passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of white people direct films and they've never done anything exactly. before. All the like time. these people we talk about who have like one IMDb credit or something <laughs> yeah. like that, you know? Like, but they got their chance. So, yeah, yeah I haven't seen this. You got to support your boy, Don McKellar, though. It looks kind of intriguing, but I, I agree. Yeah, it's probably not his story to tell. Don McKellar has had a fascinating career because, like, last night was a movie that was kind of a fluke because it came out of like a project that I believe France yeah. funded, right? Yeah, About I think like so. the end of the millennium yeah. kind of stuff. Because it also, um, The Hole is the other one yep. that's really famous from China, directed by everyone's favorite slow filmmaker. Simon Lang. Uh, so last night kind of popped out of that. And then Don McKellar, I feel like maybe he just likes to do too much stuff. So he yeah. can never like kind of, he's probably doing okay for himself because he did. I mean, he um, still pops up his in acting roles yes, here and there. He did Child Star after this, yep. which haunts the Bay Street. I never uh, saw that. DVD. Bargain have to this day. Yeah, I don't think I've seen any other. He's done some theatrical stuff though, yeah, um, as well. Um, like, not sorry, it's not the, like theater stuff. He right. won, yeah, I yeah. think, a Tony for like, I can't say, it's like the Tipsy Waiter or something like that. Uh, okay. Or the Bart. Yeah. I don't know. Listen, yeah. we're not culture. We don't know yeah, this kind of thing. Theater. <laughs> Yeah, give us the too theater podcast. Me, yeah. I mean, theater is just too expensive, to yeah, be exactly. honest. That's... Okay, I will take that $49 MVD <laughs> yeah. release, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of a movie I haven't seen. <laughs> of Shade. Of Shade. Whoa, $39. <laughs> no, it won't be that much. Um, but and... yeah, he also did like a TV series where about right. like rich people. Yeah, no, thank people. you. Great. But Slings and Arrows, people love that. He yeah, wrote that and he, he was... co-starred in it. And Twitch City, which I love. Yeah, that's Which true. is the original space. Do you guys have that? We to do rent? have Twitch City, yep. I would recommend yep. for people, if you haven't seen Twitch City, it's set in Toronto. It's like Don McKellar. And yeah. I don't remember his name. He appears in a lot of Bruce McDonald films yeah, as well. And they like live in an apartment. It's like slightly surreal. Yeah, and no, I... it was a big like cult show in the yeah. 90s. But it has been completely forgotten since then. Yeah. There's a really funny episode Bruce Don McKellar hates cats and he uh, has yeah. like whole episodes about like a world run by cats yeah <laughs> yeah it's great good stuff <laughs> nice nice all right and we also have big little lies season two uh, the season that when it played nobody wanted yeah, well I remember the big controversy was that I was really looking forward to this did you watch Big Little Lies I, 1 I actually did and what I, and whoa 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 Mark, I know I watched I know it's directed TV. by Jean-Marc Ballet but this is TV uh, I actually really didn't like season one okay uh, I thought it was I thought that the twist of it was mm. very obvious from like yeah. episode two. And then it was just like, I thought there was <laughs> armchair more, mysterious. Well, I thought uh, there was more going on than that. Yeah. And then there really wasn't. And, and I get that the themes are important, but mm-hmm. I just, it didn't work for me. I, like yeah. it was just, it wasn't very artful. It just felt like, you know, it's a David E. Kelly production, yeah. right? But you I got excited Mark, when Big Little I, Lie season two was announced. Andrea Arnold was yeah. supposed to direct. And I love Andrea well, Arnold. She did direct well, it. She did direct, but then it was taken away from her and re-edited by... <laughs> 
David E. Kelly and, and Jean-Marc uh, Vallée, Jean-Marc Vallée. Who came back. So Jean-Marc Vallée is a huge asshole. And <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, yeah, I'm not really a big fan of Jean-Marc Vallée. I, I mean, I liked Crazy a lot back when it came out. I remember but I saw Cafe then, Floor. Then, oh, yeah. And I, I, didn't, I, I didn't like that one very much. It was okay at the time. You, you know, know you, you you have to pick a side. Jean-Marc Vallée or Denis Villeneuve. you got to pick one. I mean, <laughs> I, like, I like Denis Villeneuve. <laughs> yeah, I know. Even he, I'm getting burned out by these what? days, though. Blade Runner 2049? What has he made since yeah, then? That's okay. I, Better than I'm the original Blade Runner. Contrarian I, opinion. I disagree with that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like twenty four. that one, uh, he, he's doing Dune. Uh, he's doing Dune. I just feel like he's getting. He's just doing his movies are getting bigger and bigger, mm-hmm. and I'm caring less and less about them. <laughs> oh, okay, honestly. but that's like, classic. Arrival. I didn't really care. for Oh, Arrival. that's right. He did Arrival. Yeah, uh, I liked Arrival. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, I don't know. Show us a little emotion. Yeah, uh, Villeneuve. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not uh, <laughs> not feeling these these French Canadian guys anymore. You know? Listen, you guys sold out. Know. I'm gonna go back to Xavier Delan. He'll never yeah. betray me. But anyway, sorry. With Big Little Lies season two, I just think it's really obnoxious to have, a, especially to have a miniseries that is about really women, about women, and about domestic violence. Yeah. And then you get a very a prominent up and coming yeah. female filmmaker to take it on. Great, because the first series doesn't have any yeah. female perspective behind the camera, which was another problem I had. <laughs> yes. With it. And then you just take it away from her. So I like I haven't seen it, but I don't know if it has any of her style. David E. Kelly yeah. never thought that would come out. Fair enough. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, how could they think was going to happen? Well, that's like, the they thing, thought that right? they were just going to. I think that this happens a lot. A lot. And yeah. there's like NDAs, so like people can't say anything. Mm-hmm. Do you know that Andrea Arnold? I mean, you read the article, right? She yeah. was legally obligated to be on set while Jean Marc Vallée was directing. Such bullshit. That's I just, insane. Like, it's so offensive to yeah. her, and I just I feel for her because it's like mm. that. I feel like she had really good intentions going yeah. into it. She people probably, said that they liked and it. And people loved working with her. Like yeah. all the actresses talked about love, actors loved working with her. And the issue her. that they had was that it just did not feel yeah. like the first season. It's like, what are you doing? But that's you weren't point, watching right? Rushes or anything? Yeah. Like, oh Why my did God. You then, yeah. You wanna... She probably delivered exactly what her movies look like. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. So yeah. now I have like no interest in watching it. <laughs> after the I mean. first season, you did not like. Yeah. Would after... you have checked it out if Andrea Arnold? I would have, yeah. Oh, you would have? Okay. Because I really like Andrea Arnold. I like her style. Style mm-hmm. and, um, and yeah, it's like a show. I mean, I don't watch TV a lot, but <laughs> these shorter miniseries yeah. I can handle. And Six to eight a, episodes. The director I really like. Yeah. I wanted to. So you're like, I can't. You're foaming at the mouth to check out The Witcher, which is only eight episodes. Yeah, <laughs> hey, Henry uh, Cavill, I'll, stand I'll be for okay. life. Yeah, I think I can pass on that. Uh, Witcher's great. All right, okay, so yeah. uh, Chain for Life. Well, not for Mark. Like, I know what <laughs> yeah. you like. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know me. Chain uh, for Life, though. This is a film I really liked. Oh, yeah. I did not see it, and I keep meaning to watch oh, okay. it. It's Even really interesting. The director, Aaron Schrimberg, when I looked at his filmography, I saw if not the world premiere, one of the earliest premieres of his first film, Very, okay. which played at the Fantasia Film Festival. And I remember because he stood in front of me in line and he went, no one's coming to this movie. Aww. And his, um, I believe, girlfriend at the time was like, you know, we tried, but like we can't afford a publicist. Yeah. I'm glad that he still keeps making movies. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know if he's made, yeah, because I saw no, uh, yeah. one feature, one feature? Before, one feature, okay. and then this one, I believe. Okay, yeah. yeah. He's, this is really interesting. I mean, it star- so it stars Jess Weixler and uh, the gentleman who was in Under the Skin. Mm-hmm. So the, the gentleman who has the facial deformity yeah. in Under the Skin. Um, and they are uh, actors on the set of a film that's being shot somewhere vague. And it's, it's this European auteur who's making like yeah. English language debut. So there's a lot of like... 
high, like a bit of like snobby, high intellectual, mm. like hmm, this is like funny about making an indie film sort of thing. <laughs> Wait, so high snobbery That's, about high snobbery? Yeah, exactly like, right. So yeah. at first, like I can see people being turned off right away, being like, oh, this is like one of those kind of like clever, too clever, too clever for of, its own good. But I don't know. It went to places that were kind of unexpected. Mm. I can't say I fully understand it. He does really interesting things and goes in so, weird directions that scale, I don't really understand. On but the scale I, of Barbarian it, Sound yeah. Studio, how weird is it? Well, I feel like Barbarian Stern Studio isn't really that weird, to be honest. Like, I feel like that's a movie that's weirdness is a bit more traditional. Mm-hmm. I know it breaks down in the third act. That's what I, I mean, like, like the third act. Where yeah, I'm like, okay, which I, I guess lo- it's and over. I love Barbarian Stern Studio, but this movie is more, it's just the directions it goes are unexpected. Mm. Yeah. And it's, it's not like, some people are kind of pitching it like it's almost like, Kind of goes into horror directions, yeah. but it doesn't. Okay. And I don't really know where that comes from. Mm-hmm. It just has really nice performances, and it's really and it's a good meta film. You know, yeah. it does a lot with like I do what's, love movies what's being about shot, movies. What's not being shot? Yeah. There's many scenes where it like starts, and you're not sure if this is part of the film or just a scene yeah. going on, and they kind of trick you with that. Um, I really liked it. It, it was cool. Yeah, I mean, check it out. It's very confusing for me because how will I be able to tell us apart with the film about the conjoined twins, also called Chain for Life, which came out in the fifties? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. I know. Yeah, I mean that is definitely done on purpose. Yeah, because exactly. it's about like physical because deformity. Yeah, and there are uh, Siamese twins in it. Like there yeah. are basically the film. That's what his first made. film was about too, as well. Yeah, as about a bunch of. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it basically like it seems like a period yeah. war drama with mm. a bunch of people who are in a yeah. hospital and everything. I, it doesn't feel exploitative okay. because I think he gives the actors who have who have um, deformities. I, I think actually, that's actually an, uh, not a, the right way to say it. It, yeah. should, it should be more like facial differences. I think, facial differences, yeah, because deformities um, has negative connotations. Exactly to right, it, yeah. and um, so he gives them a lot of room to play. And it's actually reminds me. There's another great film that came out this year, which I don't know if it's coming out on DVD. Mm-hmm. It's a Canadian film called Happy Face, though, from a director called Alexander Franchi, which actually uses um, also people with facial differences. Uh, and it's also a really great movie that gives a lot of humanity yeah. to people who don't get a lot of no, time in movies they don't at usually... all. And actually, one of the actresses in Chain for Life is in Happy Face yeah. as well. Because usually um, it's just uh, an Eric Stoltz under makeup. You know, and like, yeah. we've had enough of that. And, and the lead actor in Chain for Life, I've, I'm blank, I think it's Adam Pearson mm. is his name, uh, is very good in it. I mean, He's very people funny. will be like, remember him from Under the Skin. Yeah. but And I love Under the Skin, but he doesn't really have much to do in no. Under the Skin, right? Yeah. He's just like seduced by Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. In this, they give him a lot. And he's just so warm. He's mm. so... Awesome. It's just really nice in it, yeah. You so know what? I'm going to rush film. home after this and yeah, watch it. it's very cool. Uh, okay, now we move to the good stuff, though. Yeah. Crown Vic. Crown Vic. Starring my favorite, Shoeless Tom. Jane. Thomas Jane. You know Thomas Jane I love Thomas refuses Jane. to wear shoes, right? No way. This yeah. is new to me. He's always barefoot. Like, he goes to premieres barefoot. He's yeah. one of those barefoot guys. Like, yeah. it happened a few years ago. It became very popular. His feet that must be That just adds to the legend nasty. for me of Thomas Jane. I just Jane. wish he's such a good actor. Yeah. And I know he struggled with alcoholism and stuff yep. like that. I don't know if he's still struggling with it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I just want my kids life, back. Honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he's so good in movies, and it's just a bummer that he's always kind of appearing in kind of like mid-tier films. Yeah. I feel like he is one of those actors, though, that like he got a sh- shot. I mean, I mean, that's not a nice thing to say, but like he started like Deep Blue Sea. He did, and The Punisher. He did, and I guess the audience has just rejected him. They just weren't there. Stander. For him. 
Standard. Yeah, doing an Australian accent. You know what, though? He directed and starred in a really cool movie that I think just went straight to DVD mm. about a decade ago called uh, Dark Country. He made it in 3D, but they never released it theatrically. I so, heard about this, but so I never you, saw you it. You never got to see it yeah. in 3D or anything. Uh, but it's a very cool, he stars in it, and it's like him and his girlfriend. They're like fighting, they're like driving through the desert, and it's one of those movies where shit goes down in yeah. the desert. Ugh. But it has this weird, like, kind of looping structure that's really that's interesting. That's kind of like, wait, Dead End. Uh, Remember that one that came out with, um, seen that. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? I can't think of it now. Yeah, but that was a family in a car uh, okay. and they're going down the road. It's like Christmas Eve and they can't escape like from that, from uh, like okay. the situation that they're in. I do love looping um, stuff, But though. this stuff's cool. Ron Perlman's in it too as like a, as an evil <laughs> a sign of quality or something. Yeah, I know, right? But it's, it's one of those movies I remember renting, yeah, when I worked at Rogers mm. back in the day, just thinking it was like some schlocky straight-to-video movie and it was actually really... Good. Really good. It was really good, and he directed it. I don't know if he wrote it too, but he definitely... Thomas Jane, huge nerd. I mean, yeah. he'll admit that himself. Starring yeah. in Punisher fan films. Yeah, directed yeah. by the guy who did Three O'clock High. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I always wish him the best. I just wish he was in more like knockout movies. Me too. Me too. Because he was in like Standoff with Lawrence Fishburne, which had a he great did, premise, yeah, yeah, yeah. but wasn't that good. Kind of yeah. bummed me out. He's uh, in a lot of. This is a one long stuff. night movie. I mean, this did play some film festivals. I think it premiered oh, did it? At Tribeca last okay. year, and Alec Baldwin produced it. <laughs> That's what it says on the cover. It's like from producer Alec Baldwin. Oh, well, right. you know what? You got my attention. Yeah. And it looks like a cool, like, yeah, like he plays like a, maybe he's like a corrupt cop, uh, maybe not yeah. kind of movie. But yeah, one long night movie. I don't know. I, I'm kind of intrigued just yeah, because it's like a Thomas, Thomas Jane showcase. Like yeah. he's the star of it. So. Um, we also have The Death of Dick Long, directed by the Daniels, the people yeah. behind. Well, one of the Daniels. Oh, yeah, I thought only, it was both of them. It's only one of them, actually. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I saw says this on the front cover from one of the directors. Uh, of Swiss yeah, because they did Man. Swiss Army Man. Yeah, which, which I loved. It was, yeah, Swiss Army Man was fine. Yeah, I liked it. it a lot. It's I don't know. Definitely feels like the music put a video. smile on my face. <laughs> yeah. I'll say that. Farting corpse. Yeah. Um, doesn't Dick Long? I think has the same issue that Swiss Army Man has, which is like it has one really funny conceit at its center, okay. and I don't know if it knows where it wants to go with it. Okay. Because yeah. for the first hour. It's about uh, two friends, and in the middle of the night, one of their friends died, mm -hmm. and they're trying to, like, cover it up. And you okay. don't know what happened, and you just know, and it's kind of like like the 90s neo-noir, like, they're really bad at, like, covering up their tracks. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. at every turn, um, like, something horrible happens, okay. like, the cops get closer and closer. And then at the hour point, you find out how the friend died, and the movie doesn't really know how to deal with deal that. With okay. And I mean, I'll tell you this, and you'll probably guess exactly well, how we died. I do want to see it. I haven't... Uh... It's um, based on a documentary that came out recently, which was about someone dying in it in uh... a kind of horrible but funny way. Okay. Well, I see your note here about it. So I think <laughs> <Yeah>. I... <laughs> oh, sorry. Which I, which I, I didn't think... know that you, you saw it. put spoiler alert next to that. But it's okay. It's okay. I, I, but I knew I really going care. in what it was. Okay. And I still enjoyed that first And hour. I know that movie you're talking about. So <laughs> yeah. I, I've seen that movie. And I quite enjoy that three film. letters. quite enjoy that film, actually. It, what's great about the movie, though, is it gives a perspective on kind of like lower class white America that you mm -hmm. don't usually see in movies. And I mean, <laughs> I mean, the argument would be like, do we need to see it? But it yeah. is interesting to be because rep they're never represented, right? Yeah. On in any kind of form. So no. there's like a lot of like Nickelback on the soundtrack. No. Yeah, there <laughs> that, is. that appeals to me big time. Um, so yeah, so it's actually fun. If you're interested, I would highly recommend checking okay. it out. And I yeah, think that I am. I knowing am. that spoiler I, I have will actually help you okay. enjoy it more. Okay, cool. Because you can because the mystery you won't be like what's going on because then yeah. when you learn it you'll be like oh you will have figured it out earlier okay. on based on the information that's provided. Okay. This was one that like A24. I think they thought it was going to be a bigger hit than it was. Yeah, kind of. 
came and yeah. went really fast. Yeah, because I, I think it was advertised a bunch. It was getting played made, Sundance, yeah. and then they were like, "Oh, maybe not. Let's yeah. just put it out really fast." Right? It didn't get any of the mm-hmm. push that like Swiss Army. I think the reviewers didn't know how to talk about yeah, it, so totally. that was an issue as well. Um, we also have Depraved, which uh, I mean, I do New love Larry, Larry Fessenden. Have you seen this? Yet? No, I haven't. I didn't get around to it. Yeah, I wanted to see. This it. is a um, movie that he's been very passionate about making for a long time, yeah, though. It's no, his Frankenstein story, so I'm excited to check it out. Big Larry Fessenden fans. Yeah, I think we've talked about it before. Pick up the box set at Bay Street Video. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Do you guys uh, still have it? I think so, yeah. It's I great think I bought it here. Great so, box Yeah, great box but, um, I'm intrigued because, yeah, I think we talked about his last film, at least for me, being kind of underwhelming, uh, uh, the fish one. Oh, I do uh, love that giant fish. Called, and I think that my argument yeah, toward like it was the that giant fish, everybody but... is hateful. Yes. So it's like yeah, a bunch yeah, yeah. of hateful people and yeah. just waiting for them to die, yeah, which exactly. I did enjoy. Um, we also have two clown movies. Yeah. Gags the Clown well, and Wrinkles the Clown movies. Wait, what's is Girl on the Third Floor also a clown movie? Joker. Oh, Joker. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. We're endlessly. Why didn't you put Joker on this list? So, no, we're building up to apart it. Apart from Joker, yeah. Are talking about Joker, which we pretty much covered two episodes yeah, ago. We don't I have feel. to talk about Joker. Anyway, Joker's out this week, people. So, like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's all yeah. we have to say. Twisted. But there are, yeah, two other clown movies. Yeah. It's Clown Week here in Bay Street Video, <laughs> uh, which is great for me because I love clowns. <laughs> I, so. noticed. I noticed. Mark is the clown <laughs> yeah. expert. Um, so one, Gags the Clown, I haven't seen. It's like a low-budget American horror mm-hmm. film. film. First time director. It seems like he adapted uh, his own short film. Uh oh. <laughs> I don't know. It stars Lauren Ashley Carter, who's known in actually the Larry Fessenden yeah. kind of community. She was in like oh, uh, Jump cool. Face and The Woman. She was in. It was this? Is this a Larry Fessenden glass eye picture? No, movie? it's not actually. Okay. Uh, Bloody disgusting has their name on it. Um, they do some producing <laughs> yeah. here and there. I don't know. I mean, it's a killer clown. My movie. favorite. Like, I haven't seen this one yet, but my favorite you know. killer clown movie was like a thirty-minute short, which I don't know if it's out there. I think it's called Gitchy the Clown. I've seen. <laughs> I was at. Oh, you read the Gitchy the clown think. loves to tickle, you know, my, loves to touch. My partner and I still, every once in a while, if we were both there <laughs> yeah. for that, we'll just be like, Gitchy, Gitchy, <laughs> Which, <laughs> I mean, scary people stuff. go online, maybe it's out there. Oh, man, where Gitchy it's the like, clown. It's a it's clown really that funny. tickles people until they explode. Well, I want to see the unrate, the, like, the, uh, oh, yeah, the full it was a super, cut. It was a super Peter edit, was right? Like, there's like 15 minutes of this scene of this guy being tickled. Yeah, because I guess the tickling is kind of like, what was that doc it's that came out? Trunky. I think it's tickled. Tickled, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah about people who mm-hmm. their sexual fetish is being tickled. Yeah, and the dark universe behind it. But anyway, so yeah, Gags the Clown, I haven't seen, but Wrinkles the Clown. I have seen. <laughs> How'd you make a choice? I, I guess well, Wrinkles the Clown's a doc, right? Interesting. So this is a documentary, yeah. not a horror film. And it's about, I kind of forgot about this, but this was a viral thing maybe like four yeah, or five years ago. Yeah, a clown was ago. going around, like so, just standing in the Yeah, distance. so in Florida, somebody was posting ads that you could call this clown called Wrinkles the Clown. Nobody knows who he was. <laughs> Terrible if you have name. misbehaving kids, yeah. you can call this clown and he will come and scare your kids, whether it's over the phone or will actually show up outside your house. Ugh, gosh. And there was a video of this kid sleeping in bed and this clown who was actually like hiding yeah. in the drawer under this kid's bed that is coming monstrous out. monstrous right anyway so this go and then it kind of turned into this big viral yeah. thing it got big and then it even spawned remember a few years ago how there were like reports of clowns hiding in the woods yes. and attacking people yeah. apparently that was kind of spawned from this and mm. so it kind of goes into that whole thing it is a bit of a slight documentary like it's only 70 so it's not really about the person that does it or is it, it is okay at first and then it kind of, but they don't have so Him on camera to interview, or yeah. So oh, basically, okay. it's about he it. wants to keep who he is secret yeah. because he gets like a billion phone calls a day, and he also gets harassed by people who are like, "It's horrible what you do." It is. So 
But you know, as long as the parents. So it eh. is. It's an interesting documentary, though. It doesn't go. It does throw some twists at you, so it kind of changes yeah. things here and there. It's like you think mm. you think they're going so in this one is like direction, a true crime and then it's like, oh wait, no, they're actually kind of kicking yeah. us, and they're doing. But I think it works well, and they kind of go into some of the like the online phenomena. Yeah. They compare it to like the Slenderman myth and just yeah, yeah, how yeah. these kind of things go. So I don't know. I wouldn't say it's like an essential doc, but it's kind of a fun sort of. If you like, well, uh, if you're a clown expert like Marcus, you, know, you gotta check so, it out. And the co- and the the costume this guy wears is horrifying. hilariously horrifying. <laughs> okay. like it's so, and the fact that like, and just there's so many shots. They kind of recreate yeah. scenes of him like standing outside. Would you ever houses. forgive your and parents funny, yeah. if they did that to you? Never, never. My brother <laughs> still brings so up horrible. the one night that I like snuck into his room and like scared him. I, and I think I told him like, when you don't expect it, I'll be back. Oh, <laughs> and he's like, man. he's like, I couldn't sleep for weeks. That's so horrible. can you imagine if a clown showed up oh and did my that? God, I don't, like. And they talked to some of the parents that would do this, yeah. and they're like, oh yeah, I just think you know. Like uh, different people have their methods, and like this is our method. And I'm like, I don't know about that. Uh, I hope you uh, put a fund aside for the therapy bills. Your kids is gonna have to go through. Anyway, Girl on the Third Floor, a horror movie I haven't seen, directed by Travis Stevens, the producer of like. Um, a bunch of, I guess, like Austin-based movies. Yeah, like he was yeah, behind yeah. a lot of those. Um, what is the one with? Ah, I can't remember the name. Cheap uh, thrills. Cheap thrills, yeah, yes. which I like a lot. Yeah, fun. I liked yeah. until the ending. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's fair. That's fair. And uh, but yeah, this is directorial de- debut, which is notable for starring CM Punk. Yeah, <laughs> WWE legend CM Punk. That's how they described him. Then. Oh, really? Yeah. I bet you he does no wrestling. Disappointing. No, probably not. So we also have Honeyland, a documentary about a yeah. beaky. Uh, very acclaimed documentary from yeah. last year. I, I feel like it could get nominated for best documentary this year. <laughs> is that your know. sales pitch? Yeah. Anytime someone picks up a documentary, no, I, I've seen this. Could be nominated. <laughs> no, this is actually legitimately yeah. getting a bunch. So it's about the last female beekeeper in Europe, mm-hmm. Macedonia. Uh, in Macedonia, and she's yeah an elderly woman who's great, a great subject. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you just kind of follow her, do her thing. She like you know beekeepers. They have these like big protective suits on and stuff. She does not use any sort of suit. She's yeah. just reaching into there. Beats oh are stinging her. It's like, whatever, you know. <laughs> but um, basically, a family moves in next door, and they, they're like, oh, we can do beekeeping, too. And they start to kind of, like, mess with her uh, uh, ecosystem, the, the ecosystem yeah. and everything. I was um, going to say, they move in and wacky yeah, stuff. I know, wacky st- Well, it's weird because... I, th- I saw it and I, I did like this film. I didn't like it quite as much as everybody else's. Yeah. But it is, it, the subject is great. It does feel kind of staged, though, a mm. lot of the time, especially when the Herzog-ish. family comes. Yeah, because you see the family come in and it's like there's no moment, like they're automatically being filmed, like as soon as they like yeah. move in. And it's, it's like, like mm, okay, I guess you recreated this. Documentaries but a lot of, aren't real life. Mark. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Um, it's because it starts off being a very like fly on the wall observational yes, kind of until thing. that stuff, and happens. then it seems to like they they have a the documentary is like, you know? um, it's like okay. brought the people in. They're like, listen, we need yeah. to spice up this doc a little it's bit. Like, we need a narrative thrust, yeah. uh, and it still works. I, I don't think it's bad necessarily. Yeah. It just wasn't exactly what I was expecting, but uh, definitely worth a look. It looks beautiful. We also have Imprisoned from Cinema Libre, <laughs> which is a prison warder frames a parolee for murder. It hilarious. stars Lawrence Fishburne. So Lawrence Fishburne apparently is an evil warden. In this, <laughs> who, who holds a grudge against a guy? So it was all shot in Puerto Rico, yeah. um, before the hurricane, mm-hmm. and uh, stars a lot of Puerto Rican actors. So wait, have they, have they been like, um, like fine tuning it since then? No, before I, it comes out. No, I don't, it just like they make a point of saying that on the okay. back cover and everything. But yeah, apparently this Puerto Rican man is released from prison, just wants to get back to his family, and this evil prison warden played by Lawrence Fishburne wants to like 
get him back in prison, so frames him for a murder or something. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here, but Lawrence Fishburne's Fishburne choices lately have Ooh. been strange. Uh, probably least, tax so. related. Tax related, probably. Lawrence but, Fishburne, uh, one of the only celebrities <laughs> that I saw in a supermarket and walked right by him. He wow. had was pinned against the fruit section by a fan. Really? <laughs> yes, and, he was. Yeah, because I know he was His here wife, for Hannibal. He was uh, shooting Hannibal as well. I believe was in yeah. suits. Yes, that's right. And that's why he was around at that. Yeah, period. no a friend of mine was working on the set of Hannibal actually when he was there and said he was the nicest. That's what everything ever. I've heard. Like Some, he would play, he would play poker yeah. with the crew and everything. Somebody and, at the suits office told me that he came in with like two giant dogs uh, in his hands. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, we also have Trespassers. I don't know what this is. It looks like a horror film. Yeah, another show factory new horror. Uh, apparently, it looks classic. like we're running out of time. I know. Get it's, um, so it's a home invasion movie, I think, with Feruza Balk. Remember Feruza Balk? I remember Feruza Balk. Girl. I love Wait, her. The craft. Yeah, the craft. Yes. Um, she plays the creepy woman who shows up at the door. I believe then, she know. is very briefly in the new Mr. Rogers movie. Oh, interesting. She plays the sister of the protagonist, who is not Mr. I'm Rogers. I'm glad to see her back. I love her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's great. Was she like a uh, famous like tabloid weirdo? Or... I don't know, actually. I feel mm-hmm. like... I, it or her seems time like she passed. might have been. I think like she hit like 25 passed. years old and they're like, can't cast her anymore, well, too old. She just made a name playing yeah. like gothy kind of you know girl and then you know she was I think her last big role was maybe like American History X where she plays really that was a long time ago though yeah I mean I'm sure she did stuff past that Mm -hmm. um, and she just played a lot of like gothy or just like really evil like her character in American History X is a Nazi right she's like really evil so and I think she yeah she just hit a point where nobody wanted to cast her anymore it's really sad because she I always thought she was a really good actor this feels like a movie that um, it's been uh, about to be released for a while because it goes under another title hell is where the home is (laughs) yeah uh, is that where it goes under yeah yeah because I couldn't find it I'm like there's a a million movies called Trespassers very generic title Trespass starring Nicolas Cage Uh, Nicole Kidman not a good movie Joel Schumacher (laughs) oh I know right Wait, I, saw, I saw that at TIFF, too. <laughs> um, we also have Judy. Uh, you're a big Judy. fan of this one, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just think of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, was that, I've never there seen that There's a Judy joke. Um, anyways, uh, I've not seen this. I, this is like prime Oscar bait that, what do you mean? I, that I don't I care about. I think your favorite so. films are music biopics like Ray. I know. Right? Like I actually like Ray. You know, yeah, I don't Ray is her. not good. I, know, I saw it when I was a kid. I, yeah, okay. I thought it was okay back then. I don't know. I hear Renee Zellweger is quite good in this. Yes. So, yep, she'll probably win the Oscar. It seems like you think so. She seems like the front runner right now. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean Jennifer Lopez should win for best support, even though she got she, beat out by Laura Dern. She, I don't even think she's gonna get. Nominated I love Laura anymore. Dern. Yeah, and me too, me too. But that was like, was that a case of hustlers coming out too out too early? I think for the Academy Oscar are voters. just kind of prudish and yeah. kind of racist, frankly. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean Laura I Dern is great in Marriage Story. I love Story, Laura Dern, but I just, Oscar not J-Lo like winning. Was on fire. J Lo's the best. Uh, coming to my phone. I know. <laughs> She's so good, and I just feel like this was maybe her time, but yeah. now I don't. I don't think it's gonna happen for her. Yeah, yeah. So I hope gonna, she gets the nomination. She's gonna least, join but... the uh, club with Michael Keaton and Sylvie Stallone. Sylvie Stallone. I mean, I hope she gets the nomination at least. But we'll she see. should. She should. Yeah. All right. Yeah, the Jack Sparrow uh, style nomination. I know, right? But I mean, Hustlers is a drama. If people haven't seen it, check out Hustlers. Check out Hustlers. Yeah. We also have the Man Who Saved the World, which I feel like this is being released yeah, in the this wake. Yeah, came out of a while ago. Tr- like Chernobyl. Years, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why because it's, it's dealing with that kind of stuff, so people are like, oh yeah, we should put mm-hmm. this out. This was well acclaimed though when it uh, was did it? come out mm-hmm. back in 2014. It played festivals. Yeah, a documentary about a Soviet colonel, I believe, mm-hmm. who 
pre- basically prevented nuclear war during yeah. the Cold War. Um, so it's a documentary. Kevin Costner narrates it. Do you so. think that maybe it'll be nominated for an Oscar, <laughs> even though it came out I, in I 2014? Think, I don't think so, yeah, because I feel like it played retroactively in 2014. So <laughs> yeah. I don't even think it's eligible. It just no, never I know, came that was out a joke. Disc. <laughs> oh, it never came out on disc. It never came out on disc. Wow, too. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, this is it. Oh, a million little pieces. Speaking of yeah, films that never of- came out, um, this is. Uh, based on the book that yeah, everybody legendary loved, book. and then was really um, revealed was to be fictional, publicly shamed on Oprah. <laughs> you know what's weird about that is like, I mean, I guess South Park did it, right? Yeah, Remember yeah. Towley oh, wrote God. a book. <laughs> their their least favorite episode. Oh, is it their least favorite That's episode? The episode they hate the most. Why? I, I, thought, I, I like it. I like yeah, it. It's, it's really funny. funny. I mean, I don't. They just basically say we didn't know what we were going to do that because they like they just do it on the fly. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's just, an amazing doc gra- yeah, about yeah, them yeah. doing 12 the f- Days to Air or something. Or whatever <laughs> Insane. Insane. What else are they doing? They, I know, it's great. I love South Park. But, um, <laughs> Wait, do you love South Park? I do, yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. South Park fan. Uh, yeah. Controversial opinion. This Is season, um, they, uh, yeah, they I dealt actually, with some gender up, stuff. I haven't that caught was up not, with the um, new season. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know they get flack for being very borderline. I yeah. I do feel like they, I haven't caught up with the new season, so I can't. Mm. I can't speak to that. I yeah, just, I think they're I, I libertarian do, kind of like. Yeah, and I, I get that that rubs people the wrong way. I, I, I do. <laughs> you, you're like, you're like to push against boundaries. No, I just I, I like their. Yeah. I don't know. I like their opinion. I think they do a good job summing things up sometimes. I think and that I, they I, have yeah, uh, irony poison. Uh, generations of children who can't take. I just feel seriously. like the the audiences yes. sometimes have respond and take their mm-hmm. humor. In a different direction yes. than what it's meant to be. More I validation. Think, yeah, as you know, I don't know if the, I because I do agree it has spawned like a generation of yes. internet trolls. I totally get. I that. think my only I don't think that's issue with South Park is but. the like everybody's bad approach. Yeah, and which I know they in a big different on that, time yeah. is fine. Yeah, but now it's like everybody's bad is a little bit like. I don't know, I pick know. a side kind no, of stuff. No, I, I agree. They're, they're yeah. definitely problematic in today's day. And, <laughs> You're like, and I, I, yeah, listen, I can't. I can't. But I got speak the Cartman tattoo yeah. on my. Uh, no, on no, my... I know. But I and I again, if they're going into gender yes. issues, I feel like that could be not Ooh, so good. Super but, problematic. Yeah, yeah. So. A Randy Savage like uh, figure. I'll get back to you on saying that, that he's I a woman and uh, performing yeah, in women only. No, they definitely toe the line. To I'm say surprised that you are a ride or die South Park guy. I am. Yeah. So you watch every season. Season as it's been pl- uh, up until this la- up until this <laughs> yeah. new season, you have yeah, all I the video games. I, I don't have. I actually don't have the video Talking games. Talking doll. I had all the dolls when I was a kid. Wow. I was obsessed with South Park. So your parents kid. let you watch South Park? Not at first. Okay. I had to like catch up with it mm-hmm. later. But um, I actually don't like the early stuff. I yeah. mean, that's a common opinion. A lot mm-hmm. of people. But um, yeah, and then I just like kept. Going I mean, with it. I don't know. I just South really, Park for really me has always it, been yeah. like the idea of the episodes is Fair sometimes better than the actual episodes. I agree. Not every episode's great. There are some that are not good mm-hmm. at all but, but like there's enough know. like like that towelie episode i really thought it was funny yeah you know uh, they did like a china one recently that's really funny where they have to go to like to a gulag that's right. run by winnie the okay. pooh okay uh but a million little pieces yeah, yeah so the book um, um it's crazy that this they made so a movie about it really f- yeah, yeah. It, well this movie like i feel like obviously this movie would have been made years ago mm-hmm. if there wasn't the whole controversy over it yeah but it finally it came did out came out years ago it came out like 2016 2017 yeah, well, didn't it tiff i yeah. think in 2017 and people are like what is and going on I, that's the last yeah. i heard of it until we got it in here it is directed by sam taylor johnson who i i have liked in the mm-hmm. past i mean people know her mostly from the 50 shades of gray movie which is oh terrible. yes that's right but she was like a video artist for mm-hmm. years and like she's big in the she 
did that John Lennon um, film and with she didn't her know where boy, soon to be yeah. husband. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, who stars in this film? Oh, does well. he? Yeah, yeah, he's the star of it. He plays James Fry. So James Fry, know, I'm a little intrigued. Still like a ghost in the night. He, he did the story for Queen and he Slim. Worked on that? Yeah, he no did. Way. That's great. I, I'm surprised he's still around. That. Yeah, I after know. the big blow up that happened. But and yeah, well, he got into he got into like real or not teen fantasy fiction for a while. Right, I forgot about that. He started up a factory. Yeah, he started a factory. So that movie, I am number four was based on was his based on one it was the first adaptation of one of his books I remember and reading it did so badly that they never made it it was anymore, a pretty but. like um, harrowing um, kind of document an article that I read about his teen fiction factory of just yeah. like churning it no, out apparent, yeah like he would just try and get yeah. up and coming authors to like and pay them these, nothing like, and then like yeah put yeah. it out as quickly as possible so, so we also have the night shifter uh, this is a Brazilian film about a morgue technician who can talk with the dead not to be confused yeah. with um, dead like no it's not dead like me pushing daisies pushing daisies well, actually right, they both involve right. talking with the dead yeah <laughs> uh this is one i believe uh it's put out by image but this was a shutter it's original a shutter yeah. original line that yeah image is putting out a bunch of these now mm-hmm. so. so i've heard people have seen this it's great i mean so the, good. Yeah. the great thing about shutter is they can take the little festival horror movies mm-hmm. specifically international ones and they have a platform for them yeah which it didn't really have Especially before stuff that plays it like sitges mm-hmm. or like morbido like the the festivals that are outside of North America yes. that maybe their films don't like they're still big deal yeah, they, festivals but they don't yeah it's like films that have a level of there, yeah. a level of slickness so they yeah, look yeah. expensive but sometimes they don't always quite deliver the yeah, bang that right? people want so they have difficulty finding distributors mm-hmm. and that they go to live on Shutter like they if you get a Shutter original Shutter, yeah. you kind of know what you're yeah. getting it's like the movie that couldn't get distribution even though they got one cut of the dead somehow they do yeah, yeah. They, they have some bigger titles too mm-hmm. yeah I mean they got like Tigers Are Not Afraid which was like that's right uh, Tigers so. Is Not Afraid is great yeah I still haven't seen it yet yeah. I, I missed it when I was playing uh, so um I thought this was a shot original, but it's not. It's being released by Samuel Goldwyn. Paradise Hills. Yeah, it's not. Dir- directed by Alice Waddington, who I heard was like a big short filmmaker. Yeah, a big feature. Yeah. So I heard this was good. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it played at Toronto after Dark Yes, I heard some people um, were underwhelmed. Oh, it's okay. like a fantasy yeah. kind of thing. Has big names like Mi- yeah. Mila Jovovich yep. probably showing up for a day or two. Yeah. To act in it. Um, yeah <laughs> v- very in-your-face production design yeah. is what most people, when I talk to them about it, they're like, oh yeah, that's the first thing. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Okay, we got five minutes left. Time okay. to talk about the big <laughs> the release. The biggest release of the week. Uh, you had a different movie at the bottom, and I moved it up and all put right, Primal right. instead. Primal. So this the is the Nick Cage, Cage film. Just to start off 2020, we got a new Nick Cage joint. One that I've seen a lot of Twitter people be like, I'm so excited. It's about Nick Cage, and he's on <sighs> yeah. a boat, and um, he has he to fight a jungle jaguar. animals. Have we talked about this? I we feel like we We talked about yeah. it because you it had came up somehow. It. And like, yes. So yeah, I have seen this. This was one going into this past mm-hmm. year was one I was looking forward to because it has a just great a premise. big premise. But then I saw it was directed by a guy named Nick Powell, who's a stunt guy, and the only other movie he directed was another Nick Cage movie called Outcast. No, it's not good. Which is awful. That was a big Chinese co-production, yeah, too. Yeah, and it's terrible. So yeah. that kind of tempered my no, expectations. No, it's a stunt guy director, yeah, the curse. It's, it's better than Outcast, but not by much. Yeah, um, it's no season of The Witch, is, like, is it? Have you seen Season I of the like Witch? Season of the I Witch love funny, Season though. of the yeah, Witch. Yeah, I love Season of the Witch. So good. And at least Unrated. that has a budget. Yes. This, the problem with this is the CGI is awful, mm-hmm. clearly. So Jaguar. 
Jaguar is so they don't show the Jaguar much, yeah. but when they do, it's really. What about bad. Kevin Durant? Is he a CG Kevin as Durant, well? No, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Durant is the best part of that. Yes, though, that's what I heard. The main part of the story is the fact that Kevin Durant is some like mysterious hitman guy that's yeah. being transported by this the yeah. government on the same ship as Nicolas Cage, who's like a bounty hunter, is transporting <sighs> these jungle animals to like sell. There to was kind of something. like the hint yeah. that there was like a were Jaguar as well. No. I think it was an option. Well, no, there, there's like, like a very specific exotic Jaguar that yeah, he yeah. has captured and he's bringing back. Mm. To America to is it like smarter than the other Jaguars? I think so, but again, you don't get to spend like most of it is just Kevin Durant breaks free. Yes. And then he's just he lets the animals loose, mm-hmm. but they don't really do anything. It's mostly them just hunting down Kevin Durant through the hall hallways of this freighter ship. Uh, so lots of and running through just, hallways. Kevin Durant just killing everybody because yeah. he's just like super crazy, assassin. Super assassin mm-hmm. guy. And then Nick Cage eventually has to like set his jungle animals loose on <laughs> but honestly it's boring yeah that's it's everything boring. i've heard is boring it's like the first five ten minutes are okay and then it's like this is just gonna be boring you can see these trailers so, for these nick cage yeah films, and you, you know, know what they that's are that's the thing if you see the trailer for this you've seen it all like, you've seen more than enough you've seen the so unfortunately say, it's not very good so if you have to go back and recommend the last great nick cage film between worlds between Worlds, yep. I would say. I think we we mentioned this before. I'm still I'm a big Between Worlds supporter. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm 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 doing a write a write up right now of all the movies he um, released in 2019, of which there were six. Did you watch all of them? I have. Okay. Uh, and there's two more coming out in the next month or two, so we'll be talking about uh, those. There's one I think I saw the trailer or months three ago more coming out that like soon. Nick Cage like did not star in it, even though the trailer makes it look. It's like he owns a bar or Kill something chain. like that. Yeah, yeah that'll that, be coming out February. Yeah, yeah he doesn't also, star in that one. No, he that's like a multi-character movie though, yes. where it's like a. It's one of those movies where it goes like it starts with these characters yeah. and then it goes. The to trailer. These oh, have you seen it already? I've seen it. Yeah. Okay. I've yeah. seen all these movies. So Nick yeah. Cage not uh, not in it very much, much yeah. and that one's also really bad. Yeah. But, um, you can look yeah, at, so basically look at the director what I was say, and you know what the yeah, movie's going to say. All of his 2019 movies, not good. No? The, the best one I would say was the one that was at TIFF, Color Out of Space, but even that I was Ugh, under... I'm not a fan of that No, one. and I, agree, I was underwhelmed by that yeah. too. But at least that had a bit more of a budget and a bit more of a vision, not much, but... Too crazy in it. Yeah. No, all right. So I, I've been underwhelmed by his 2019. On that sad note, um, we'll that's talk it for this week. Yeah, it. we'll talk about it as it comes out. <laughs> yeah. So until next week, my name is Justin Clue. And I'm Mark Hanson. Keep buying. Keep renting. Woo, we did it. Yes. Starting off the new watch. These movies and many more are available at your local video store.